welcome to Club Dead, Australia's only uh, True Blood Rewatch podcast. Um, got that one out with fucking it up too badly. Pretty proud. <laughs> I'm pretty stoked for you. Look pretty, at that. Pretty stoked. Um, this week is episode twelve. We are twelve episodes into this podcast. We are we are officially a season through. We are a we are a seasonal podcast. Um, I, I would suggest we thing. take I would suggest we take a week off, but honestly, our schedule recently <laughs> is just like we're just gonna do that. We anyway. do anyway. Yeah, exactly. No, this um, COVID lockdown has uh, beaten us both around the brain. So yeah, it's been it's been interesting. But <sighs> I actually having this like despite the fact that we can't always make it like every week or whatever, but like having the podcast is really nice. Yeah, we get and, to like, socialize. A, yeah, exactly. The amount of shit we talk. <laughs> Before we record, we could turn that into a podcast. <laughs> yeah, add it to the list. Just two bitches talking. Just, just two girls talking stuff. Talking smack. I don't talking have a lot shit. of world experience, but um, look, I give it a go. I give it a red hot crack. Is that is that the word? Red hot go, red hot crack. That's what I say. But okay, also, cool. I I'm the dumbest person I know, so <laughs> probably. I was going to say same, advice. and then I was like, wait, no, not you. I'm talking about me. <laughs> understand no i always joke that english is the one and only language i talk and i don't speak it as a first language oh it's i always tell people i'm running my lips in for an idiot because <laughs> i just and i'm gonna be an english teacher and that's just bad news i feel yeah. sorry for those kids i don't because they're gonna watch horror movies as part of their uh as part oh, of yeah. the curriculum and it's gonna be sick oh it's so cool down. Well, because I'll be uh, teaching society and culture as well, we get to do a depth study on pop culture, and I was just like, <laughs> well. Well then. Excuse Excellent. me while I have grown up during one of the biggest explosions in pop culture in known history, so. Ooh. The Scream franchise? Hello. Let's watch oh, that. Yeah, anyway, let's do it. I digress. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right context to use that. See what I mean about my English students are going to fail. It is, it is the right context, but oh, um, <laughs> it's going to be interesting when they like hand your essays back it, like that you've edited and you've, they're like, no, you've spelt this wrong. This doesn't make sense. Oh, no. See, my grammar and my spelling is, is great. Like, you know, I've done 12 years of university. <laughs> we would hope you could get the basics out by now. I, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. And um, my grandma is like a real grandma. Like my grandma is a real grandma person. Your and grandma so, is a real grandma. Yeah. And so like I've grown up with, you know, her always been like, that's wrong. So you know what the, you know what the funny thing is? I attribute part of my love of writing and English and all that kind of stuff to growing up in the MSN era. Oh, for sure. Because that taught me how to one, touch type and two, spell correctly. Um, and then everything else came fluently because we grew up in the MSN era, AOL, writing massive essays to our friends about things that we did that day. Uh, and fan fiction. Oh, I see. I didn't go that far. I had to share like the internet and my computer with like other siblings. So I didn't get to dive into that. I read a lot of fan fiction. I'm sure everybody is uh, quite astounded by the fact that I grew up. What fan fiction? Uh, it used to be Harry Potter fan fiction. Was it like triple X fan fiction? There was some slash, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yes. Oh. Well, it, it was when I was around, so. Well, my but sister and I just call it smut. <laughs> I'm also about smut. But now I read smut by actual authors. <laughs> yeah. Because I, co- 
I rang, I rang my sister and she's like, oh, I've been reading so many books on my Kindle during lockdown. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, great. What have you been reading? Because we both like psychological thrillers. We like, um, you know, some fantasy stuff and, mm-hmm. and uh, whatnot. She's like, smut. And I was just like, what? She's like, oh, yeah, it's like $1.50 a book. And it's smut. And I was like, oh. oh. So... My friend Amy, who I've mentioned on the podcast several, several times at this point, she's now a stand. She's, she's now, a guest. She's, she's, she's a guest. now. She's now a co-host. Um, actually, runs a book Instagram. Oh, a bookstagram. Yeah, she's super into into books and all that kind of stuff. She's like, delightful, but she recommended me a book, and it's called Get a Life, Chloe Brown. Oh, that and it's familiar. A, it's smutty, but it's about a woman who has fibromyalgia. Oh wow! Which is what I have. Um, and she's like, well, here's this like smut book and like, it's also like fibro and chronic pain and the characters are written really, really well. And I'm like, cool. I devoured that book. I'm going to read it. It was, it's it's also in a trilogy, um, but it was like the first book in ages that I had properly, that wasn't like a graphic novel or something like that, that I had sat down and read from cover to cover in like three days, which it's it's only like four or 500 pages. That's quick for me. I'm dumb. (laughs) I just read a novella called Things Have Gotten Worse Since We Last Spoke, and it's about a lesbian relationship where you only read the emails and the chat messages between each other. Oh, cool. And um, it fucked my shit up. It's disturbing. It's psychologically thrilling. And the end, I was like, whoa, was not expecting it to go there. Maybe you mean Amy should do a book podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I do. Fuck yeah! We could do like a book club podcast. That'd be sick. Yes, we should do I'd it secondary. We, we could do it secondary to this and read the True Blood pod, uh, like the True Blood books together. And... Oh god! <laughs> or I could just drive it. around on audiobooks blasting True Blood smut all yeah, over my and the suburb. Three of, us, the three of us are in a car, and <laughs> of course this wouldn't happen until uh, until life returns to normal. Um, but the three of us could be in the car. Um, <laughs> Dying of embarrassment. Yes, just turning around just in like, a car. I don't want people to know I enjoy this smut. This southern oh, smut. My goodness, that's what southern it's called. Smut. Um. Okay, so my little true blood fact, and I shared this with you earlier. I have been binge watching yeah. Grey's Anatomy. Fantastic. Um, because I love me a good medical drama. Um, and Hoyt Fortenberry's mum is like a peds nurse or a NICU nurse or something like that. And she's so sweet in this sweet in, in Grey's Anatomy. Angel woman yeah, working she's in like, NICU. She's like, your new adoptive baby really likes the green dummies. And here is like, uh, it's going to sound really, really morbid. Here is like the diaper bag from a dead child. <laughs> <laughs> because they're like, the way she explains it is like, oh, you know, um, the parents have have babies in here and sometimes the babies don't make it and they've got all this stuff ready but they don't want to see it anymore so they leave yeah. it here so we give it to new parents um so here is the diaper bag of a dead child okay i'm gonna have to watch this show i've watched like ah, uh, i think because it came on when we were early teenagers didn't it? yeah yeah so there's like a bazillion seasons yeah there's like 14 or 15 seasons it's wow. available on stan at the moment um, oh I've- sweet yeah, I've just been I've been watching it while I've been working. Um, Jason sits down and watches it with me. Well, he really likes medical dramas too, so he yeah. doesn't like True Blood, but he really likes you know stuff like Vivian Dan. Um, or... Did you ever? Did you guys watch The Good Doctor? No, that's, that's on Netflix, and I've been wanting to sort of get into it as well. 
Um, yeah. But I think I've got too That's many cool. dramas on the go at the moment. I'm waiting for the next season of New Amsterdam to come out. <laughs> I, what medical dramas? I used to watch uh, Nip Tuck. That was my medical drama. I was raised on George Clooney era ER. Yeah, ER. Thus the love of um, medical dramas. Scrubs. <laughs> Does that count? Yes. Okay. So fun, fun fact. Okay, fun fact. <laughs> I have a scrub story because of course I have Ooh. a scrub story. Um, a few years ago when we could venture more than five kilometers outside of our house, I think there were, there were things called conventions, right? Where people would gather. I don't know if you've heard of these. People would gather. I'm having a panic attack right now. <laughs> <laughs> but one year, Oz Comic Con had the Todd and is... Ted from Scrubs. Yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited. I actually had a photo opportunity, um, with the Ted, uh, with Ted. And he's really, really lovely and all that kind of thing. Unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago from a, a brain from brain cancer, a brain tumor, or something like that. But I go to meet him the day before, so it's like I'm there on the Saturday. My 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 photo op thing isn't on the, until the Sunday. But I go on the Saturday and I'm like, I'm really excited to meet you tomorrow. I'm like a huge Scrubs fan. Scrubs literally changed my life. But I'm also wearing a femme Joker costume. <laughs> so I have this huge mullety wig. My tits are up under my chin. I'm in this tight pencil skirt and high heels. And I bounce because I'm so excited. I didn't realize that I was bouncing, but I bounced. And then the guy who plays the Todd comes out, looks at me and air motorboats me. (laughs) I have a selfie with him from like the Friday or something. And here's another fun thing. The guy who plays the Todd actually got Doc tattooed on his arm because it used to be done in Sharpie. Like the Todd's character has Doc written on his arm. They used to do it in Sharpie. So he actually went and got it tattooed (laughs) so that they wouldn't have to keep doing it. Oh my God. That's commitment. Yeah. So I got air motivated by the Todd one day and he told me that I was a, uh, what do you say? He said I was a solid nine, but he, but I was a solid seven and a half or he wanted to give me his seven and a half or something like that. <laughs> so that's my scrub story. I would have thrown up just because I don't like people talking to me. <laughs> I dead said it was the best moment of my life. Like in context, probably not the best thing to say to a complete stranger, but I got hit on by the Todd. Um, so um the last person i met at a convention was the guy from veronica mars who played jason donovan yes i love him i think he was is at that so one as lovely well. i think i was at that one as well and i was in the q a and i was like i'm literally just saying hello to you to make my friend jealous so <laughs> i'm also re-watching veronica mars i fucking love that show so my yeah. sister growing up was obsessed with veronica mars mm-hmm. like, i've never met anyone more obsessed with veronica mars than my mm-hmm. sister and so when Jason Donovan was there, I, I you know, bought a meet and greet ticket mm-hmm. so I could get a photo signed for her. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, you know, like, I love the show, but I'm actually here to get a photo signed for my sister. She absolutely loves you. Mm-hmm. And he wrote, what's your sister's, you know, he said to me, what's your sister's name? And I was like, Emily. And he wrote, dear Emily, I love you too. And I was like. <laughs> She's gonna die. She hung it on her fridge for ages. Did you win best sister points? I did. And she she like left it on the fridge and kept reminding her husband that that's her future husband. No fair. Um, I think Nathan (laughs) Fillion checked up my butt once. I love Nathan Fillion. He is one of my heroes. I think he checked up my butt once. Nice. (laughs) Because when he was doing Supernova, 
Uh, we promise this is a true blood podcast. This is us we talking shit. We'll be there soon. Yeah, this is us talking shit before the <laughs> You know the drill. Um, when he was doing Supernova a few years ago, me and all my friends had gotten done doing the meet and greet. Um, I rocked up in my Black Canary cosplay um, in the world's worst wig. <laughs> worse than both- Eric's. Yes, worse than Eric's. Oh! Um, because at okay. least Eric's was a lace front. Um, and I bought a shirt that says, um, my ideal weight is Nathan Fillion on top of me. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, apparently I was not the only person who had done this. He had seen this shirt about 10 times during the convention. So I took it in and I'm holding it. Nathan Fillion's like looking at me. He's like, uh, um, but I had my phone tucked in the butt of my costume so that I wouldn't have it like in the photo. Um, and as I'm pulling my phone out, leaving, because it was uncomfortable to walk in. I turned around to say goodbye. Nathan Fillion's like looking at me. <laughs> You're like, are you? Are you? Uh, and he kept a photo of my niece who dressed up as Dr. Horrible. Oh my And she gosh. was super, super nervous of meeting him. And That's he so got amazing. Down, like, he, t- he took off his glasses and he got down. He was like posing with her and stuff like that. That's so cool. Um, my niece has also met Alan Tudyk. Oh, I've met Alan Tudyk. He's so cool. Um, and I gave Troy Baker fake candy bear. <laughs> Which I think I've told you that story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I gave Troy Baker um, fake candy bath. <laughs> I remember going to uh, oh, Armageddon. Armageddon in, in Melbourne. I loved mm-hmm. that convention because the first year that Game of Thrones came out, they bought a lot of the cast out. Mm-hmm. It was so good. God, remember <sighs> when you could go do things with people? Right? All right. Well, at least we can do this. <laughs> at least we can do this. This counts. Um, so this is season one, episode 12, You'll Be the Death of Me. Tara still isn't sure whether she can trust Mary Ann, but she does enjoy living her lux- in her luxurious home with her new neighbour, nicknamed Eggs. Ooh. Ooh. Mind you, Eggs is a beautiful man. Eggs is a ridiculously attractive man. It is unfair. They would have not attractive allowed. babies. That's not allowed. I'm putting a band hammer on that. An Eggs Benedict is delicious. An Eggs is delicious. I like curried eggs. You're a weirdo. Deviled eggs. Mm -mm. Okay, cool. There's a difference between (laughs) curried eggs and deviled eggs. I like both. Oh, you're a weirdo. (laughs) Uh, I love you, but you're You're figuring it out now? (laughs) (laughs) 12 episodes into this podcast, and I'm only now just figuring out you're a weirdo. And the fact that you've known me longer. (laughs) Also that? Also, I do I do have to credit this podcast though. I didn't realize just how close this podcast would bring us. Yeah, I know. And I love it. Make, make podcasts with your friends. Do friends. it. Do it. It doesn't matter if nobody listens to it. Just we fucking talk. don't we don't care. Just talk shit about things you like. We've spent 15 minutes talking to you about shit about like talking things shit we about like. stuff we like. So just do it. And if Who you cares? have a cool convention story, you can tell us about it. We, we yeah, it. we could do a cool convention stories podcast. I think that's like the eighth <laughs> podcast we're doing. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to put out a tweet being like, "These are our future podcasts." So yeah, keep if an you eye want, out. yeah, if you want, if anybody wants to guests on our future podcasts. Uh... <laughs> so <laughs> the episode starts with Jason in the police station. Yeah. So I like how he's talking about all the things that he's going to give away. <laughs> yeah, he's doling out his lolly possessions. So Jason's sitting in a jail cell um, because he's been arrested for the uh, murder of Amy. Mm-hmm. He's doling out his lolly possessions to somebody on the other side of the bars. 
cuts to the face of Renee, who we've just learned is Drew Marshall. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so we brother, know. We know, we know but nobody point. else knows. Um, who is the brother of the murdered fang banger. Um, what was her name? Cindy? Candy? Cindy. Cindy. Um, and the culprit behind the Bon Temps murders. Yeah. Um, so that's that. But Jason <laughs> Jason is saying that he wants Hoyt to have his um, lucky jacket. leather jacket, even yep. though it's not really that lucky. <laughs> uh, and he says to Renee, you've been a good friend, Renee. I want you to have my truck. He's going to take that back. Um, I don't think Renee's been that great of a friend, to be no, honest. Jason can ca- Jason sort of confided a secret in him, in him, and then like Renee went and killed. Or are we calling him Renee or are we calling him Drew Marshall? We'll call him Renee because we'll that's Renee. who he is at this point. Yes. What I find uh, really fascinating is that um, Jason is talking about how he's killed all these innocent people, and Renee's like, it ain't like you killed a bunch of innocent women, you know, they were all fangbangers. Like, he's so disgusted. I literally have this written down. It ain't like you went and killed a bunch of innocent women. Jason, my feather brain friend, is so easily manipulated and gaslit. And the way that, the way that Renee says it, he's toying with Jason. Mm. It's 100% toying with him because he's like, well, it ain't like you went and killed a whole bunch of innocent women. Like, that's part of the confession. Yeah, and he's even like, well, what about my, what about my grand? Yeah, and oh, it's so, I love this, this episode, like this beginning part of it is so good mm. because a lot of it is Renee being very open about like, the it's, fact. Like, it's, it's me. Yeah, it's so obvious. Like, he wouldn't be more obvious unless he had a neon sign that says, I'm yeah, a killer, come arrest me. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, yeah, Renee is toying with him and Jason's too dumb to realise. Yeah, but uh, Sookie busts in, um, pushes Sookie. past one of the other cops and tells Jason, quit opening your mouth. I'm really close to finding who the real killer is. And I love this because there's this, like, um, like contrast shot set up where it, like, is blurry on Renee, but then goes blurry on Sookie, and we can see Renee's like yes, reaction, it's the zoom, like the oh, zoom in and out. Oh. Yes, and <laughs> this is this is why I love this particular scene, like this whole this whole jail cell scene, because it is so brilliantly shot. Yeah, um, because it's there's cold. so yeah, there's so much playing up on Renee's face in these really important moments. My favorite part is as well. Sookie storms in, and um, the cop whose name I can't remember right now is no. like Sookie, you can't go in there, and she's like. You won't stop me. You gonna you gonna stop me? And I'm just like, Mm-mm. she's small, she's blonde, she pissed off. I ain't doing it. Somebody, sat- somebody else, somebody else has that responsibility. I don't want to hold you back. You um, go on in, babe. So I have a question for you, actually. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. In regards, in regards to your degree and all of your various interests. Oh, criminology. Or yes. Okay, yeah. So Jason has been gaslit and manipulated by Renee, by Amy, by all of these kind of people in his life. Is there a certain kind of person that is more susceptible to this kind of manipulation? Uh, well, because I am not a psychology person, um, uh, I think it's just more that narcissists are more likely to engage in this particular type of behaviour, like someone mm-hmm. who, you know, uh, likes to manipulate people and they prey on on vulnerable people. It's yep. not necessarily that you're more susceptible, but you're just maybe more vulnerable to to being told certain things to believe certain things and you know if you're being manipulated and gaslit which you know like i've watched people go through those things Mm -hmm. um you don't know what's happening (laughs) like it's usually someone outside of the situation that goes you don't think that's a little bit weird that they do that to you fair 
I thought maybe the criminology part might play oh, into it because like Renee I and don't Amy study might... individuals. Oh, okay, well, there I you study go. I society. Them. Okay, well society's fucked then. Uh yeah. Well, we enable these types of people. So there you yeah. go. I w- I was right. Um, <laughs> the next so the next part is that Jason Jason is basically screaming to Andy to get Suki out of yeah. the jail cell because Suki's like no 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 you didn't do this and he's like no I did yeah. like, I'm I'm I've done this this is despite the fact that there is no evidence that he's actually done it other <laughs> and he than can't his, remember like, connect- yeah other, yeah like he's blacking out and murdering women like he's okay murdered four people and doesn't like have any blood evidence anywhere in his house or in his clothes or in his yeah, car yeah exactly or- exactly um so Jason is like screaming out Andy get rid of her I don't want to hear and and Andy turns around and he's like what am I your butler um Andy is a good cop he's just dumber than a box of hammers he's just very uh egotistical at this point I in this episode I really can't stand him I think in this episode he's sort of the failing of Andy is that Jason got away once. Jason got away twice. He sees Jason as somebody who constantly gets things handed to him. And like Andy has this complex about people not calling him Detective Belfler. It's like, oh, Andy, you know, I raised you. Andy, we've grown up together, that kind yeah. of thing. So he has this complex about people who um, disrespect disp- him. Yeah, who dis- yeah. disrespect him, who don't see him as an authority figure. And Jason comes in and, you know, there's this clear connection that Jason has done these things, but then he gets off. Yeah, and then there's more evidence to Jason, and then Jason, you know, gets off again. Um, so I think there's this like, he really wants it to be Jason, not just because the evidence sort of points in that direction, but just because he wants to be right. He wants to show people yeah. that um, he got the that, right guy. Yeah, and he kind of plays this up when they're in the bar later as well, because like Andy's Ugh. talking about how Jason confessed and his eyes were dead and he you know this. his voice was cold <laughs> and all this kind of stuff and. Um, Sheriff Dearborn's like, Andy, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he did none of those things, you <laughs> he, did, he did none of those things. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and I've, I've got this other I've got this other point that's like, the show is really being like, we put him in front of you and you didn't fucking know, haha, <laughs> you're all dumb. You're all of dumb. Like, up-close shots of, like, Drew Marshall, Renee, um, and just, like, putting him in really good shots. And it's very, like, the show is finally like, ta-da, we give you the killer. It's him. It's him. <laughs> Uh, for the next part, we're actually at Marianne's luxurious White House mansion. That's what I call it, the White House. <laughs> it's it's like a five star hotel on a Pacific right? island somewhere. Who I and you know even Tara comments on you know how did you, you you're not just a social worker are you? And Marianne says you know I'm a lot of things. Yeah, she's not wrong. Ain't um, about that. <laughs> so Tara gets out of a bed that is bigger than my house. <laughs> Um, it's a Cal- it look it honestly looks like a California king and they are such ridiculously big uh beds. Um I've slept in a California king before oh. with, with I think we slept I think Jason and I have slept in one before. You take about a day to meet in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> one of you could be again brutally murdered. No, the you wouldn't even know. know. No, you you're not know. in the same postcode. It's fine. <laughs> Um, you could literally have hose in different area codes in that bed. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Tara, Tara comes out to breakfast and Marianne's like butler, servant, assistant person is like serving up breakfast. And there is this like big flower arrangement and just gorgeous looking food and all of this. So 
Tara sits down and Marianne comes to join her and Tara immediately goes into that I am not worthy of this love. Yeah, like, what am I doing here? Oh boy, that was triggering, wasn't it? <laughs> that 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 brought up some that brought up some of my memories. Um Like it's she's she's apologizing for literally existing, basically. I know, I've been there. And it comes from Marianne just listing all of like Tara's qualities, like that she's kind and she's smart and she's strong and she's endured all of these horrible things and she's come out the other side. I'm and she deserves to, to have have good, good things? things in her life. Yeah. And I'm like, can Marianne come list? I just my need her to come characters? chat to me for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, just can she just come be my social worker? That'd be great. That'd be cool. I don't need one, but I mean, I'll take one. <laughs> I will accept, I will accept I will this accept. offering. Um, the other interesting part of this scene happens in Tara's bedroom as well. Um, so the man servant man slave thing is <laughs> man thing. He's man making thing. the bed. Yeah, because you can see and, him in the window. Yeah, you can see him in the window. He's being shady in the window. Um, <laughs> he's and just then, making a bed. <laughs> no, because they're like he's making coffee or something, and he's like looking up and he's being oh, yeah. shady about it. Um, and then we cut to him making Tara's bed. Um, and I also love the way he makes the bed, by the way. He, like, flattens it down and he, like, karate chops it. Oh, yeah. like, flatten out it. I'm like, what? It's probably feather down. Like, yeah. yeah. I'd do that. But, um, Tara's phone is ringing and it's Sam. And then the butler declines the call or answers the call and then just turns the call off and then pockets Tara's phone. Phone and not. So, yeah. Yeah, so the butler did it. So it was the butler. It was the butler. It's not Drew Marshall, it's the butler. The butler in the guest bedroom. With the candlestick. With the karate chop. With the karate chop (laughs) down feather doona. So then we we cut to Merlots where Sam is having the other end of this conversation. He's screaming at her and all this kind of stuff. And then Sookie walks in and all of a sudden, like, Sam is talking to the supplier. He's like, yeah, okay, I've got to go. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, Um, Yeah, so Sam is kind of explaining to Sookie, you know, I didn't know you'd be here. Um, I thought you probably were going to take the day off because of everything that's happening with your brother. Um, And... Sookie's like, no, 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 like, I'm not going to be yeah. ashamed of my brother. I'm, you know, I don't think he's done it. We know that somebody else has done it. Like, yeah. if I'm not working, then it's going to, everybody's going to think something was up. Yeah. Um, And then I think we cut back to Jason again. Yeah, who gets an interesting visitor. He gets visited this. by Ori Dawson, who is a member of the Fellowship of the Sun Church. And we've kind of teased the Fellowship of the Sun because we love their insanity. Because they're ridiculous. They are the antithesis of what religion should be. It's it's just good good Southern religion. Good Good Southern God-fearing. Yeah, so he basically tells Jason that, hey, I can't condone the fact that you murdered people, that you killed women, but we get... You know, at the fellowship, we get that your motives were pure. Yeah. Um, mm. So I'm I'm not down with Jesus, Peter, Paul, John, any of the dudes involved in the Bible. I'm down Pretty... with Lucifer, but as a Satanist, uh, yeah, that's probably why. I'm... Also, just a fun fact for everyone: Satanism, we don't believe in God or the devil. It's just 
symbol of it's 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 just PR spin the church hates the fact that we use the devil and everyone who puts up signs like and pictures of the Baphomet and says the devil the Baphomet is not the devil they are not the same thing today I learned <laughs> no, I I got on to educational podcast. I was on Satanist TikTok, and there's they always do like reaction videos to Christians that talk about you know how the Baphomet has these hands like pointing two up, two down. Yeah. Um, and that this TikTok trend where you're answering questions and doing the hand thing yeah. that's the sign of the devil, and then this Christian woman showed um a statue of the Baphomet talking about the devil. And I'm just like, uh, they're not the same thing. Things things you learn today. I didn't realize that. I, I yeah. knew that the I knew that the Baphomet was like the um the representation it, of like the satanic church or whatever yes, for yeah. their own branding reasons. Yeah, it's um, just a symbol. <laughs> yeah, it's just a symbol. But I didn't yeah. realize that it wasn't like that Lucifer and Baphomet weren't the same thing. I thought it was like no. a different incarnation or something. No, no, not there you the go. same. Thing. I learned something. There you go. Proud you of did. me. Also, Satan wants reproductive rights. That's yeah, my new, I'm down with that. That's my new uh, like um, slogan for this week. I think it was so. a slogan for last week too. Probably. It's been the it's been the slogan for a while. I just like now I can. It's just Satan wants reproductive rights and yeah. education for all children. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. Yeah, I was I was talking about Jesus, right? Yes. Um, pretty sure that he wasn't down with um, murder, reducing people to cattle. And just like murdering them, like he, no. like, Jesus was pretty chill. I feel like he would have been a pretty chill guy, even yeah. as like a person in history, because we've had this discussion before. Yeah. That we agree Jesus existed, but not as the person that the Bible says he was. No, he's not white and blonde. He's a Middle Eastern dude. Yeah, and he wore dresses. Yeah, exactly. And admittedly, like I can understand why as somebody who's been to Dubai can can understand you'd wear why, a dress yeah why you would the breeze would be nice why you would be wearing a dress and birkenstocks yeah exactly it's just comfort at this point um but yeah Sensible. i have this i have this whole thing about like how the fellowship of the sun comes in and they're like well we can't condone what you've done but we but, understand it and it's just know, it's honestly it. it honestly just kind of sounds like he's going look you killed those whores and like they probably deserved it but at least they were human and like we get it, you had the best of intentions. You were trying to purify those slots, but we don't condone murder. We don't condone murder, but like fuck slots, man. <laughs> fuck slots. That's what it sounds like. Like he's coming yeah. in there and he's like, those women were deserving of what happened. Fuck to them those fangbangers. Because they were fangbangers. Yeah. Also, um, we'll preface this with the Fellowship of the Sun hate vampires. Yeah. They're the ones that have been on all of the televisions that we've seen throughout you've True seen, Blood. You've seen Steve Nealon before. Yes. Um, you've seen their anti-vampire discourse um, all over nearly every episode. So. Uh, and Steve Nealon is now the head of the Fellowship of the Sun, but his father, mother, and little sister were killed in an accident a little bit earlier in the series. Yes. Or a little bit earlier in the season. So that's that's where this starts playing in. So the Fellowship of the Sun are a anti-vampire church who believe in human rights. Um they, human rights. Human, human their rights. rights. Their, their rights. Yeah. Um, they're, yeah. They're, they're fun, but they're batshit insane. Oh, yeah. I really love the fact that all organized religion have the same talking points. Like, yeah. you will be saved. God loves you. It's like, yeah. tell me something I haven't heard before. I might you'll, be interested. You'll, you'll know that God is, your God is the same, right? He's just, 
a little bit of like bipolar disorder or something like that. Like one of you is talks to Muhammad and the other one talks to God and one of you is talking to Buddha. Like it's the same person. Like y'all know this, right? They don't. They don't. Why do you you're, think? Why? You're, you're preaching. How long did the stuff? crusades go for? Fighting over the same bit of land? Oh God, the crusades <sighs> would have been an interesting time. Ah, oh, yeah. You know what? At, yeah. least if, at least if that's what Assassin's Creed has led me to believe. <laughs> My uh, studying, uh, we did the Crusades for year 11 and 12 religion. Uh, yes, I studied religion as an atheist at school. <laughs> I studied modern history and called Hitler an ambitious little fucker, so. <laughs> same, same. Same, same. Everyone in my class, though, for religion were atheists, so. <laughs> See, and this is what I think is interesting. As an atheist or as somebody who just does the, the absence of religion, I actually love studying religion. Yeah. I find it super interesting mm-hmm. from like, a social political point of view from a geopolitical point of view um yeah. just the history of it all that kind like of mythology stuff. Like, yeah exactly it's super interesting yeah i just don't think you should put all of your mythological eggs in one basket and 10 percent to your church every week from your salary mate Fuck. i can't afford that mate if your church wants you to be giving you tithing you're in the wrong place be a protestant do you know why because they just let you practice at home yeah so that's probably that's <laughs> It reminds me of the episode of The Simpsons where Homer is just in the bed. He doesn't go to he doesn't go to church that day. I realize that you don't actually watch The Simpsons. I keep forgetting. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Homer my mum hated it. Homer, Homer decides that he's not going to go to uh, church anymore because he believes that God would want him to um, practice in his own way. And that's that, and that's the thing. <laughs> and that's by not getting out of bed really really early on a Sunday morning. And the way this episode ends is that. Homer meets God, basically, or he has yeah. this dream about God. And Homer goes, what's the meaning of life? And God goes, I can't tell you. And he goes, oh, come on. <laughs> okay. The meaning of life. And then it cuts to the Simpsons theme song. Oh. It's so good. Like, nice proper, proper top tier Simpsons. Uh, we could talk about the Simpsons for years as well. Well, I could. You could. You could. I'd listen. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely. I'd sit here and talk about it for years. <laughs> um, anyway. Um. So the the Fellowship of the Sun guy is talking to Jason and um, Jason says something um, along the lines of like, I don't know anything. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know Mm. like what's going on. And the guy from the Fellowship of the Sun is like, that's smart. And I'm like, that's the first time anyone has ever said that to Jason. (laughs) Yeah. But then Um, um, he gives him a little bit of a pamphlet and he tells Jason that he thinks he'd make a good soldier for the Fellowship of the Sun. Yeah, here's your indoctrination material why you can't get out of the slammer. Um, isn't it so funny? Uh, this is just such a great little start to domestic terrorism, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's indoctrinating good southern white boys into yeah. your terrorist organisation that's hiding behind the guise of religious accountability. Oh, God. Ouch. <laughs> Realistic um, hit. <laughs> Realist, a reality hit? A re- speaking, reality? speaking true facts. Yeah, just a reality. <laughs> um, so then we go back to the Marianne's beautiful white house. Yeah, where the fuck is Tara getting her clothes from? Because this she looks great, looks gorgeous. That color is fit, perfect, and it fits her Such to a, a nice tee. Color. Yeah. Um, so Tara is like taking to being a rich person, like she's taking to the pool, fish to water. <laughs> yeah, but um, she looks genuinely happy, and I was just like, ooh. Are you expressing happiness? You're laughing and you're enjoying yourself. What the I think hell? It's, I think it's kind of this idea that she's having a vacation away from herself. Yeah. Um, you know, change is as good as a holiday, but not being able to, not having to 
interact with her reality is probably really nice. She's or really, accepting that reality. Yeah, she's she sort of spoke about the fact that her mum disowned her and all this kind of stuff, but she's absent of that now. Yeah. I think I'm going to sneeze. Do I, I, can, I can feel it in my nose. I'm like, I don't want to be in the middle of a, a, a sentence and then sneeze. Um, do it. So uh, she goes inside and she meets the incredibly handsome Eggs, who is playing guitar. And he basically says that Marianne saved him, well, found him, and that she's a miracle worker. Yeah. And I love that Tara's response is, collecting stray black people a hobby of hers? <laughs> yeah, I've got here Marianne adopting wayward children like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's just collecting them. Um, I My note here says, I know my dude Eggs is a tasty snack, but can we talk about the buffet of foods? <laughs> I've written, the food always looks so good, get the fuck out. Yeah, like, I can't imagine the kind of wastage. <laughs> oh, yeah. The wastage would be horrific, but, like, they've got full buffets. Oh, like, hotel buffet fruit buffets. croissants and pastries, and it just looks so good. God, I can't remember the last time I had a good pastry. Oh, oh God, I hate lockdown. I'd kill for a croissant. Like, same, a proper croissant. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong, Woolies ones are, like, not bad for a craving, but, like, a proper... Do you not like, have a cafe near your house? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> it's been so long. Probably. We have one, like, uh, like a kilometre down the street, so I'll or- some mornings I'll order a coffee, but I forgot that they have croissants. <laughs> I think yeah. So there's one. There's one at the um, the Woolworths near me. But they used to be called Fibonacci Coffee. I don't know. I just thought that was cool because of like the Fibonacci spiral. But now they're not called Fibonacci's. Oh, which is kind of disappointing. They're probably something boring now. Mm. <gasps> but the pig is back. The pig is back. We see the, the pig, pig is back. The pig. The pig. 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 And uh, Marianne, Marianne is setting buzzing. Yeah, I think she had, again, she's had too much coffee. That's what happens oh. to me when I have too much coffee. I literally vibrate through time. If I drink too much coffee, I go to sleep. That's because you have ADHD <laughs> that's not affected by stimulants. There's only one stimulant that does affect me. And, and it it's is anal. It's pre-workout. That oh, is, really? Yeah. Like, it has oh. to be like a creatine for my body to be like, <laughs> Well, okay, we got to be productive here. now. Let's go. I start my day with pre-workout, so weirdly, it doesn't affect me as much as, like, a cup of coffee does, despite the fact that a cup of coffee doesn't have as much caffeine in it as my pre-workout does. Yeah, my pre-workout, I'm like, if I don't take pre-workout in the morning, like, my brain is really foggy, but, like, it's... Recommend me your pre-workouts later. I'll take a photo and send it to you. Yes, please. Um, yeah, so so Marianne is vibrating through time, um, which is kind of, yeah, um, which is sort of interesting. Yeah. Um, and then we cut back to our boy Rene Drew Marshall taking his murder trophy for a, basically a spin. In full, in full redneck fashion. He's got country music going on. He's got he's, Jason's truck. He's like, woohoo! Yeah, he moves he's that thing on ye- out of there. Yeeing the whore out of there. Yeah, he is, he is putting the whore into he. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to Andy taking credit for something he didn't do. Oh, the way that he brags and carries on is so annoying. And the fact that he's doing it while Sookie is there and like Sookie's already bombarded with everybody's negative thoughts in that place. Thinking like they're saying things like she's involved because she's the sister. She's the sister, like, yeah. Oh, I think hell. it's really interesting, um, because I don't think Andy expects sorry, Andy expects um 
Sheriff Devil and she like call him out. Yeah, he calls him the fuck out. He's yeah, like, he's like, that's uh, not that how didn't it happen. happen. That's not how it happened. That wasn't it. Yeah. And, and Andy's like talking about how Jason was confessing and his eyes were dead when he was talking about these women that he's brutally murdered and all this kind of stuff. And Sheriff Dearborn's like, that's, you're full of shit. And then he gets up and walks away. <laughs> he just leaves him. He's like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, and then, um, oh, what's the dispatcher's name? I can't remember, but she's all fawning all she's, over Andy. Yeah, she's like all over Andy and all this kind of stuff because as far as everybody knows, the murderer has been caught. Yeah. And Andy was right all along. Andy's getting vindication. Whether it's I, I'm curious about whether Andy thinks Andy actually believes it. Yeah, or he's saying those things as like he needs the positive reinforcement and you know, that from other people. <laughs> To be yeah, like, so, oh yeah, no, I did the right thing. Yeah, right so like, happened. I feel like part of the reason Andy went after Jason so much was, like I said before, like there's this jealousy that's fueling. Oh, Jason, yeah. Jason's always had, Jason's a pretty boy, and he was good at football, and he's this and that and the other. So Andy's gone after him because there's a very loose connection between him and well, I say loose, but like there's no real motive for Jason to have killed. Oh, any um, of those any, people, any of them, yeah. So I feel like Andy going after Jason isn't necessarily like his point of belief, but it's more hmm. I'm being vindicated for my life. Yeah. I love that. Um... <laughs> oh, wait, not yet. So Sookie is fed up. She's out of there. Mm-hmm. And Sam obviously is saying, you know, it might be safe for you to stay here. Like the, we know the killer is still out there. Yeah. Don't be doing that. But oh, we forgot to mention that the police haven't seen the photo of Drew Marshall yes. yet. So they, they don't haven't know seen it. Renee. Um, so Suki goes out to her car and it won't start. And Renee appears out of nowhere and offers to fix her car. Damn um, unreliable place to die. I love that she screams, son of a mother fudge, at her car. She's, yeah, right? She is, that is way more restraint than what I would be. <laughs> and it's not like Suki doesn't curse. Suki has got a mouth on Oh, her. yeah. She's, she knows. But she's just like, son of a mother fudge. And I love like, it. Girl choice of words. So innocent. And uh, so Renee offers to fix the car, but he doesn't know much and admits that. But um, says he doesn't mind hanging out with her until Sam finishes work. And, yeah, because Suki you know, says that she can't be alone. Home. Yeah. And then it cuts to some broken cables or some cut cables in the murder. And what in the premeditated murder? Who did murder? that? What Who in the premeditated that? murder is happening? <laughs> um, uh, my my favourite part is he's just like, oh, I can stay with you until Sam comes and gets you. And it's like, hmm, yes, how about we go back to your place and I murder you and leave your body for nobody to find and I just scooch on out of town. I'll just head on out and leave just, this Just place. nope on out of here. Uh, so while they're driving back to Suki's house, um, Suki listens in to Renee and he's, because he says to her, like, you can hear what I'm thinking. Yeah. And he's, he's thinking, just thinking, repeating. I, I nothing think about nothing, think about nothing, 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 absolutely nothing, think about nothing. And she says to him, do you know what's really funny? You don't think with an accent. And I don't think I've got he written expect- here. I don't think he expected that. I have red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag, repeated <laughs> over and over again. And that's what he's thinking to himself. <laughs> he just, nah, nah, nah. I am the red flag. I am the red flag. Um, so Renee and Suki are sort of talking about how Jason really loves the truck and how she doesn't think he did it and all this mm. kind of stuff. Um, and then Drew hands her a tissue out of his pocket and I'm like, mm weird Listen, I, that's yeah. crumpled up that looks like you've already like blown your nose on it 
Yeah. Also, it's coming out of your work pants, which probably smell like crotch rot. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it's a sweet gesture, but no, thank, thank you, you, please. But that's disgusting. Um, I have here bless Terry for some reason. I think Terry says something to Suki. I just have I just no. shout in my notes it's bless Terry. It's after this bit. Okay. Yeah. Um so at Arlene's house, she finds Kobe and Lisa watching Mordet's sex tape with Liam, the vampire that was actually killed in the fire that the town set. And she asks where they got it from, and they're just like, oh, it's Renee's. We found it in the garage. Yeah, we found it in his murder trophy box. We found it in in the murder box. Um, So she's looking through this box of tapes and finds a Cajun dialect for actors. Cassette, a cassette tape. I was a like, cassette That's cute. tape. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's kind of like, wait a second, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's, it's that moment that she goes, oh. Holy shit. Light bulb straight away. Yeah, light bulb straight away. And I don't, I think it's probably a bigger light bulb because she never, she didn't, like, nobody suspects him. No, not at all. He is a kind, caring family man who's just proposed to Arlene. Like, and I and love it's that all he a cover. It's yeah, all a I fucking cover. The, <laughs> I love the fact he proposes to Arlene because it's such a, a cocky thing to do. He thinks he's going <sighs> to get away with it. He doesn't. He's got antici- plans. He doesn't anticipate this much resistance. Or he didn't anticipate like people going and finding Drew Marshall. Sookie finding out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so I love the way this scene is shot. With Arlene or no, the next no, no. One? The, the next scene. So the next scene cuts to um, they're back at Sookie's house and she is uh, taking Renee inside and they comment on how hot it is. But Sookie says, you know, Gran used to leave the the windows open in here all the time, but I don't feel comfortable doing that anymore. Yeah. And it's such a beautifully shot scene. <coughs> it's so, the way that they like, sort of, it's like tiny little focus changes and close-up shots and sort of the handy cam moving with people and all that kind of stuff. Um, I love. I the like the shot, shot um, looking down at the two from the ceiling fan. Yes. And, he and goes between up the and fan. Yeah. I love that kind the, of stuff. It's, it's, again, it's putting in that like, element of horror yeah i i love that they sort of throw back to those traditional horror sort of shots and Mm. like scenes and stuff like that there's there's really cool cinematography in this uh so suki goes in and she's gonna make a couple of drinks for them and uh while she's doing that renee notices a shotgun by the fireplace which is the shotgun that sam left there last time they were alone oh is it yeah because remember there you go He's like loading up the shotgun and oh, yeah. they make out on the couch. Yeah, and Bill busts in. Yeah, yeah, Bill busts in. So it's Sam's shotgun that he left there last time. Yeah. Um, and then we're at Merlot's again. Well, are we at Merlot's? Yeah, because Lafayette has discovered Renee's work fest and uh, mentions uh, to Sam. I feel like we've missed something. I feel like. Because it cuts the... between Merlots and Sookies. Okay, did we miss the iced tea, though? No. Is that happening after? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm, I've, got, like, I've got it in my notes, and I know exactly where I'm up to, because, again, I love this scene, but I thought just bits happened in different order. But it's fine. Uh, I'll shut the fuck up. No, don't. Uh, so Lafayette uh, throws uh, Sam 
Renee's construction desk because Sam says he'll just chuck it in the lost and found. Yeah, he's high biz. Uh, but as Lafayette throws it, uh, Sam gets a huge uh, waft and recognises the smell from uh, Dawn's bedsheets. Yeah, remember when he was rolling around in Dawn's bedsheets <laughs> like a serial killer? Mm. He was smelling them. He was smelling them. Uh, and evidently that has now proven handy because he's like, holy, holy shit, shit, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. It's Renee. Things are happening. Yeah, it's Renee. And he bolts on out of there. He drops yeah. it and he bolts. So he runs into Terry, who's sitting in his car, and says, have you seen Suki? And he says, oh, yeah, she left with Renee about 23 minutes ago. Yeah, 20, 23 minutes ago. Yeah. Just, just very, yeah, very precise. I love Terry. God damn it. I love He's him so much. Sweet angel. Sweet angel baby. And I hope nothing happens to him. I will kill everyone. So, <laughs> back at Sookie's, uh, Renee is struggling to keep his murderous thoughts to himself. And uh, he slips up. Which, yeah. And Sookie is, you know, listening in because she hasn't got a guard up. And she sees uh, Renee's flashbacks of when he killed her grandmother. Yeah, and the important thing is that and we, we sort of suspect this because Renee goes in the flashback, he's saying, you weren't supposed to be here. Where is yeah. she? Where is she? Not talking about Gran. Gran is just an innocent bystander in all of this. He he's went there Suki. to kill Suki. Yeah. So Suki drops the iced tea, which is like this act of surprise because she's just figured out she's in the she's presence like, of She's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Renee, I'm going to start calling him Drew now because we're slipping from now Renee is, into Drew. He's now Drew, I think. Um. He's like, oh, do you need help? Like, can I help you clean that? She goes, no, 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 I'm just going to go get a mop. And walks out of the room. And it's this very one singular shot. Yeah. Suki Suki has the camera. It's like, it must be on her chest or something. Um, And they're very focused on her. But you can see Drew walking quite close behind her. Um, It's that uncomfortable distance between, like, if you and I were like saying, oh, goodbye, and then we continued to walk in the same direction, one of us would slip back just far enough that it wouldn't be, be weird, weird. But it was still weird. <laughs> yeah. It's like even weirder. Weirder? Yeah. Um, and then Suki runs and gets the shotgun, and Renee goes, well, you're not going to shoot me. And she cocks the gun and pulls the trigger, but he's got both shotgun shells. He's, uh, yeah, he has removed them from the gun, you know, so he's thought ahead. Uh, but you know what Dick, happens when um, there's a, a shotgun that doesn't have ammo in it? Turns oh. into a baseball bat with a trigger. Oh, yeah, duh. Just, he, she goes, all right, well, fuck this then, and just wallops him with Jeez. this thing. Oop, I'm, I'm buzzing. Hang on, that's my alarm. Oh. That's my alarm. Okay, we're safe. We're safe. <laughs> uh, yeah, she really fucking gives it to her. She puts a, a proper swing into it uh, and then drops the gun and runs out of the house, running for her life. Yeah, so as she's running, uh, Renee is obviously chasing after her because he is not going to give up. He wants to kill Suki because she's a fangbanger, apparently, according to him. And Suki is seeing other flashbacks. So he is seeing the flashback of Drew killing his sister for sleeping with a vampire. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, she also sees the other murders that he committed, which is really horrible seeing it from his perspective. Yeah, it's really graphic. Especially Dawn's. Um, I think Amy's is really interesting. And I say mm. interesting because she was obviously stoned at the time, but she's still making these, like, choking death sounds. Yeah. Um, 
so that's that's yeah the the scenes are like really graphic mm. um and so they're just she's running Suki he's chasing Drew I'm gonna get this out Drew is chasing Suki through the cemetery yeah uh and Suki stops running why she stops running I don't know I would keep running until I hit the <laughs> I next be county. I would be fucking stopping. No, I would be running until I hit the next county. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's lost track of Drew. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, but Drew, Drew is like screaming out about how you know he's gonna kill you. Like I'm gonna kill you, bitch, and you're a dead bitch, and all this kind of stuff. So it's it's pretty full on. It is. Uh, and she is running, and as she because she heads into the graveyard and hides in a grave. Yes. <laughs> And Drew, Drew says, I'm sorry. And he's like, oh, come on, Suki, let's talk this out. Let's be friends. And it's like, mm, yes, I'm sorry I'm trying to kill you. Let's talk this shit out. Let's, like, let's just chat about it. Let's see yeah. if we can make it easier on you. And then he thinks, maybe she ran to another part. I should go and check it out. Maybe she ran into the woods. I should go check it out. Yeah. And it's such bait. It's such a trap. Yeah, but it's so good that he was able to get, like, to, like, capitalize on that. That she'd hear that. Yeah, because Suki is hiding in an open grave. Yeah. And uh, so she thinks the close coast is clear and she jumps out, but Renee is right there waiting for her. She stands She stands up in the grave and his feet are there and it's so creepy. Yeah. And he's like, woo, let's go, and just pulls her, like oh. grabs her by the head. Yeah. And he starts to, uh, they, he beats into her. He beats the shit out of her. And, um, uh, Leaves her credit, like semi unconscious. Credit to Anna Paquin; she still can't act a fight. Can't act a fight scene to save her life. No, maybe she gets better through the series. I think a lot of it is just like that pulpiness of like of the show, but God, she's yeah. really bad in this particular scene. Like this... she just like it looks like nobody's really choking her, and she's kind of like trying to act like she's being choked out. Yeah, and it's just I wouldn't really even know broken. how to act that. How would you act that? I don't know. Okay. Maybe I just, I just maybe... ask them to squeeze harder. <laughs> <I'd be laughs> just give them tips on how to crush the trachea properly. I'd be like, don't don't squeeze too hard. <laughs> like harder, daddy. <laughs> I have to tell you something. Speaking of daddy. Um, so I'm looking for like terry toweling bathrobes at the moment. Because uh, mm-hmm. apparently just wrapping myself in a bathrobe after I get out of a shower is better for psoriasis. And... Um, Cotton on have one that says daddy across the back. <gasps> and I'm I contemplating it. getting it. Yeah. I need it. If you get one, I'll get one. Yes! We'll record this podcast in our daddy bathrobes. Daddy bathrobes. So one of the <laughs> we were discussing on my Discord for my streaming channel about like all the hate raids and stuff like that that Ooh, are going on. I'm yeah. like, okay, one of the things I'm gonna do is nobody needs to refer to me by my real name. Like a lot of my friends come in and talk and they you know use my real name and whatnot. Um and so one of my friends goes, okay, so you're only going to respond to daddy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because <laughs> that's, my, that's my name in my Discord. And then I've got like my thanks daddy emotes and I stuff love like that. that. Yes. Uh, daddies are not restricted just to men no. who have babies. Uh, daddy is an energy. I have, I have daddy energy. I have big daddy energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so while this is happening, uh, Sam, who is currently in his pooch form, Runs up and bites Renee like abs like latches on. Yeah, to that like shit. goes for literally goes for the jugular. Yeah. Um, and Renee throws him off and kicks him, and then the dog is then Sam. But he uh yeah, so I love 
uh, Drew's reaction to this, where he's like, "What the, the fuck?" fuck? He looks. Uh, he looks like Tom DeLonge out of the first date film clip, where he's like, "What the fuck?" Yes, he really it is. is. That, it is. It is that gif. He's like, "What the fuck?" What? What? Um. So. <laughs> Drew is kicking the shit out of Sam while he's on the ground, calling him a fucking freak. Like, yeah, he's like, it's it's clear Drew's problems. Okay. <laughs> it's clear Drew's problems aren't just with, um, with vampires. It's quite clearly like a across the board kind across of across the board with soups. He would be perfect for the um the fellowship sun. of the sun. Yeah, for the yeah. fellowship of the sun, he'd be a good soldier. Yeah. Um. So Bill has come out from his sleeping at this point because he sensed Sookie is in trouble, and he's like fucking crisping up as he's I trying love, to get over to Sookie. I love the way that they shoot vampire, what vampires see in the sun, because it goes like wavy. <gasps> yeah, like heat uh, heat waves. Yeah, like heat waves and it's like ultra exposed and all this kind of stuff. Like, it's you can tell that they would be in physical pain from oh, waking yeah. up or stepping out into the sun. But um, uh, Bill's determined. Um, so Sookie regains consciousness and she she's found herself a shovel. So she hits Drew, smash bang in the back of the head, um, and he is whilst on the ground gro- uh, goes to grab her leg, but she stabs him right in the neck. With the yeah, shovel. she just shovels him. Just uh, you know, you 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 know, I love me some gore. Yeah, <laughs> I've just got yeah, Good that'll deaths. do it. Good deaths. <laughs> Literally, it just says all I've got here for that is uh, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll okay. that'll stop him. Yeah, I mean, like, he ain't going nowhere now. Ooh. So, unfortunately, he can't join the Fellowship of the Sun. Um. <laughs> so, then it cuts to Sookie. Sookie sees Sam, and she looks out, and she sees the smoking pile that is Bill. And my <laughs> joke, I, the joke I have here is, I didn't know this was Tatooine. <laughs> it's a very similar scene, isn't it? It is a very similar scene. Like, you go, you like, hey, you I've seen up, this. <laughs> you get close up, and, like, he looks, he looks like a roasted marshmallow. Oh, fuck yeah. I'd kill for a roasted marshmallow. We had roasted marshmallows last weekend. Yum! Because we did our husband and I did our wedding anniversary. We had a picnic, but we also had a bonfire outside that night. And he bought big, like, American-style marshmallows. Yes! Here's a fun fact. Australian Australian marshmallows and American marshmallows are not the same. No, very different. No, very, very different. And they don't roast the same. No. And I'm like one of those people who really likes my marshmallows burnt. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Jason's like, what are you doing? And Jason's like showing his his marshmallow the fire, like this is where you're going one day. Whereas I'm like, yeah, bitch, burn. Get in there. Get, nice get in there. Crispy. Yeah, if it's not on fire when I pull it out. I don't out, want it. Not... Yeah, exactly. I want it to taste soulmates. burnt. <laughs> this is why we're <laughs> Emo music and roasted marshmallows. Oh, speaking of emo music, um, hmm. did you see my post about the Red Hot Hook video? Where you, uh, they want people to submit themselves at like doing like the, like emo photos and poses and no. I'm like, yes. Can you send that to me? Because yes, I will hundred percent commit. Yes. Okay. I will. I so last lockdown, I kind of re-engaged my emo moment. Nice. Um, for like a good week, it was all like Blink One Eight Two, Razorbacks, and like band shirts and t- it just. It was a good time. It was a good time. It was a good time. I don't have I because I'm an adult now. All my clothes like speak goth, goth daddy, not emo mummy. 
No, I do have some emo. I do. I have this really gorgeous dress um, that's got like a graveyard at the bottom of it. Ooh. It's very cute. Excellent. I have to see that. You'll have to show me. Um, um, <laughs> true <anyway>. blood. <laughs> true blood. So Sam runs over and picks up uh, Bill and says, you know, we've got to get him out of the sun. And they put him in a grave and they cover him with dirt, which is like, that's a pretty smart idea. Yeah, and Sookie's there looking like she's burying her husband. She's there she's looking like a like, widow. And... She's a mourning widower. <laughs> and Sam is like, fuck yeah, if he doesn't get up, I'm going to show. Like, he is burying the guy. <laughs> He's like, you fucking get in there. In you get. Um, in you do. <laughs> so later that night, Sookie wakes up on her sofa and her face is fucked. The more I look at that shiner, this is the oh. worst makeup. It, this is the worst makeup in the in the the whole series so far. Oh that really? Shine, I hate it. It looks so fake. Maybe it's because like my eyesight's just really bad, so I'm like, oh, that looks fucked. That looks like, like it it's hurts. good. Like it's it's good exaggerated black eye makeup, but it's yeah. so it doesn't look like it just doesn't hit right. Yeah. <laughs> And then because it's all, I'm just like, the more I look at it, the less I like it. Yeah. So she has uh, Tara, Lafayette, and Sam hanging out with her, watching her. Then suddenly Arlene bursts through the door, crying her eyes out. Sees Sookie burst into tears and like holds out this bouquet because she She realises. Yeah, she realises that, you know, her fiancé tried to kill her, but she really Like to kill like one of her best friends. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so back at the police station, though, Sheriff Dearborn is telling Andy that he needs to let Jason out of prison. Uh, Andy is not impressed. No. Uh, but Dearborn re- uh, reassures him that, you know, the the marks on Amy's neck matched Drew slash Renee's belt. And, you know, that um, it's time to let Jason out. So a- Andy goes to the cell and tells him he is free to go and that it's a fucking miracle that he's allowed out. Yeah. This is, again, it's Andy... Andy was vindicated, well, feeling vindicated in the fact that Jason was being charged for these murders, yeah. basically. And then the person that nobody suspected, like, there's no, there was no implication for Drew at all or Renee until, like, the second last episode. Yeah. Um, and so Andy, Andy no longer has this sense of, I have done it. I have yeah. defeated, I've defeated my past. I've defeated high school, basically. Yeah. Uh, so we're back at Sookie's and Arlene is apologizing profusely to Sookie and saying that she has the worst taste in men. Um, there's this really heartbreaking scene because, um, Arlene asks Sookie if Bill will be all right and Sookie, like, choking on her own tears and, like, trying to hold it all back is just yes, like, like she I don't know. think so. <laughs> and it's really, it's really sweet to see Arlene asking about bill because arlene has traditionally been kind of racist standoffish like not interested no yeah how do but how do how do we describe that is it racist towards vampires specious discriminatory i think that's probably the best way to say because yeah Hmm. i don't know like i know that it's an allegory for racism but yeah yeah but she's but arlene has always sort of been quite you know us versus them sort of thing oh yeah um, uh, so her her showing concern for Bill is quite touching. Yeah, absolutely. Lafayette and Sam and Tara are all outside and Lafayette is telling Sam that he's quite happy to hold down the fort while Sam is getting better and he's got to go back to m- the bar to make sure that Terry isn't PTSDing all over his clam chowder. 
<laughs> which I love. And I was like, I as a PTSD person, I'm allowed to laugh at that joke. So yeah, exactly. Everyone. As as somebody who newly who has a new diagnosis of PTSD. <laughs> Uh, um, I, I too can laugh. <laughs> but I love that Lafayette says, I'm going to hit your ass up for a raise as soon as they, as soon as they pull those stitches out of your forehead. <laughs> and please. Lafayette is done. Lafayette is like, I am getting my worst. Um, Tara and Sam are talking and Tara says to Sam that she deserves to be happy and so does he. And then Marianne shows up. In her fancy car. In her fancy car. Tara introduces Sam to Marianne. And, and Sam looks like somebody's just come up and kicked his dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's Sam like, is, oh, Sam is fuck. stunned. Um, so Tara goes back to get in the car, and Marianne um, ominously says to Sam, uh, You thought I wasn't going to find you, you silly, silly dog. dog. Marianne's a that. spook. Dun, 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 dun. She's a spook. Um, so Jason rushes in to see Sookie at home and he is so angry and sad that Drew Renee had, you know, hurt her and he says some really fucking horrible things while Arlene's sitting there and she's just heartbroken <laughs> because obviously she loved this man and that's yeah. understandable. She didn't know. <laughs> yeah, she's she's mourning this man that she loved in several ways. Like, he's dead. He's not the person that she thought he was. You know, yeah. she was building this life with somebody who was a complete stranger. Was a fucking murderer. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so Arlene is mourning in a couple of ways. Yeah. Um, and Jason comes in and he's just like, what a prick! <laughs> if he was alive, I'd kill him. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and Arlene's that like, wouldn't be okay, very good for you, would it? Up. Yeah, please stop killing people, Jason. Yeah. But he, he admits, you know... Um, he, there's something that he's meant to do with his life, but he just doesn't know what it is <laughs> He's yet. finally trying to find purpose for his life. He's becoming a fucking born again. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, so then it cuts back to Lafayette taking out the trash. <laughs> he says something about the trash, and I He's laughed. like, why this, why, this, why, why all these trash bags sitting around near the trash or something? I sounded like that, and I was just like, but it's, I don't, I, I don't know why I found it funny, but <laughs> late night, I don't know. Late night, I lost the, the it. late night giggles. Yeah, I was just like, um, this is fucking funny. <laughs> but it cuts to something watching Lafayette opening it's the, the evil, trash bag. The evil, you know, in the Evil Dead, how it's like, yeah, it's just, it's, like it's just evil. Shot. It's just evil. Yeah. Um, and then it races up to Lafayette. Lafayette screams and jumps on the garbage bin. Yeah. What got our boy? We don't know. We don't know. Uh, Sookie's doorbell rings and when she answers it she is so surprised to see Bill who is completely oh, hi, healed Bill. Uh, he says that he's fed um, <laughs> but I love Sookie, it Sookie goes you're alive and Bill goes technically no, no. <laughs> like yeah Bill's back Bill's back he's like well technically no but I am here <laughs> well I, I'm I'm like yeah. undead Avon. I exist. <laughs> undead Avon. <laughs> Ding dong, Avon's calling. Um, and so she invites him in and they hug and he notices that Sookie's in pain and offers to give her some of his blood. But she refuses and says she wants to feel human right now. Can confirm human life is needless suffering and pain because we're all dumb and fragile as fuck. I'd be like, give me that fucking blood. Yeah, bitch. Tap I that on the, yeah, fucking let's go. Yeah, exactly. Just just drip that shit in. Uh, Bill apologizes and says that he is sorry for failing her. But Sookie says, hey, wait a second. 
No, you were willing to die for me. Like, you almost died trying to say, and I'm like, oh, honey. So did, so did a lot of people. A lot of so people lot died, died for you. Yeah. Your, yeah. your grand, fucking Tina. Yeah, um, you know, Sam had his insides beaten outside. Oh, God. She's, it's it's very, it's very much like they're getting standards. back, they're getting back on their toxic bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so we see the, a title card that says two weeks later and we're at Merlot's, Merlot's bar. And uh, the whole bar, well, the staff are watching the news announcing that humans and vampires can now get married in Vermont. Bless Vermont. Bless Vermont. It's, I think Vermont's also a little bit more progressive than the South because Arlene think, comments about it and Sophie's like, well, hold on, we're not Vermont. <laughs> yeah, so I think Vermont were one of the first states in the US to legalise same-sex marriage. Oh, fantastic. Um, so I think that's where they're kind of playing up that you know, yeah. they're now legalising, because they're so progressive, they're now legalising vampire-human marriage. Okay, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, Sam so carries on like a teenager. having Toxic a, bullshit! Everything, the, fucking, world is, the world is oh, okay again. The way he carries on. I can't even remember what he says, but I was like, shut the fuck Oh. oh no because he's like oh if you and if you and bill get married we'll um throw a party and it'll outdo our leans and all this kind of stuff and it's like dude remove thy achilles from thy trachea do you yes. remember like what happened to arlene's fiance all of two weeks ago as well like he's yeah. real mad about it he's it- he's digging into some fresh wounds yeah um and then terry says to arlene your hair is like a sunset after a bomb went off. Yeah, after an explosion. And she's like, eh? And he's like, it's pretty. <laughs> Bless Terry Belfour. I we love Terry- you. We are a Terry Belfour stand podcast. Yes, we are. We really are. Uh, Jason is at church with Ori and they're at a sermon listening to fucking Steve Newland talking about their ultimate salvation and how the sun is their saviour and... Oh God, God is God is light, and clearly they're demons because God, good light, demons stuff, bad. What happened to that kid that flew too close to the sun? Remember Steve Newland? <laughs> Icarus? <laughs> is it Icarus? Yeah, Icarus. It's Icarus. I get Icarus and Oedipus confused for some reason. Uh, Oedipus fucked his mum. Yeah, <laughs> remember that bit. <laughs> you can't remember the kid who flew too close to the sun. <laughs> Oedipus complex. Oh, God. Um, over at Bill's mansion, Eric storms through the door with Pam and Jessica to return Jessica because he's sick and tired of looking after her. They look like the best family. You've got Pam in this like beautiful, beautiful quilted, like two piece mm. A line skirt and whatnot. And in comes fucking, fucking Eric is there with his god awful wig. Uh, yes. And oh. he's in like. He's in like a leather jacket and like a singlet, which is and like pants, leather which daddy. is very Eric. And in comes, in comes Me Jessica. At Seventeen. Yeah, basically, Jessica has hit her emo phase, and yeah. she's in like a little plaid skirt, and she's got a I hair have a skirt up. just like that. Yeah, same. <laughs> and she's got like a, a tattered singlet with fishnets and all this kind of stuff on. And what does she say when she comes in? Um. So who's good to eat around here? No, she says hi, daddy. Hi, daddy. I don't want to think about Bill with daddy energy, though. <laughs> he doesn't have daddy energy. No. He just has dad energy. Yeah, he's got dad energy. They're, Not those daddy. are Those are, are straight leg acid, acid watch jeans with a mobile phone holder on the side. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> that's oh. that's Bill energy. Although he mm. does care. I will admit, I do sort of understand it in the later seasons. Mm. Um, but again, I think that's just playing into the fact that I have I've romanticized toxic relationships so much that it's oh. affected and broken me as a human Haven't being. Haven't we all? <laughs> but then, yes, Jessica does lay back on the couch and ask, "Who's good to eat around here?" My favorite part is that when Eric and Pam are leaving, Eric says, "You're because they go good luck," and he leaves. And he goes, "You're gonna need it in Swedish." Yeah, <laughs> but also Pam says. When they brought Jessica back in, she is extremely annoying. annoying. She is is extremely annoying. Like, that's so polite. That's such a polite way to put it. But you know with Pam that it is, that is the bitchiest worst thing she'll ever say. Oh, yeah. I'd rather her swear at me. Yeah, basically. I'd rather her be disappointed in me. (laughs) No, I don't think I would. Um, so then we cut back to Merlot's Andy. With a very drunk Andy. With a very drunk Andy, um... He's refused to give his keys to Tara and Sookie previously. They've called his lovely sister, um, who, weirdly enough, the woman who plays his sister is also in Grey's Anatomy. Oh, really? Yeah, funnily enough. Um, she's her name's really... pa- is her Petunia? Is she Petunia Belfour or something? Or... Patricia or something Patricia. like that. I can't remember. She, I know she's in the next season. So um, She's also gorgeous. Yeah. Like, just unfairly so. Everyone in this um, show, fuck all of you. <laughs> but so we get Andy walking back to his car and he's so drunk that he forgets where he parked his car. My favorite part is, some, some bitch saw my car. <laughs> car. Yeah. And car. they're just like, are you, that's, that's, <laughs> I like that's how that's Tara's like, is that it there? Yeah, it's parked under a lampshade, like you said, but it's kind of like pushed into a bush. bush. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, oh, what the fuck has happened? And they open the car door and a foot falls out. And Andy goes, that ain't mine, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's where the episode ends. We don't know yeah. who it was. We don't, we don't know, know who done it. We don't know where Lafayette is. But we no. know who killed all the women in Bontemps. It was Drew Marshall. Okay, Renee. Renee. Yeah. Fuck. That's a whole season. How did we do 12 episodes? That's three months of podcasting. I'm proud of us. What the fuck? I'm We're proud so of us. cool. We are cool. We're so cool. With our, with our weird little podcast. <laughs> True blood. So, as always, what did you reckon? I love this episode because I really like season two. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I love that it's kind of like entering into season two. And it's a nice, it's really good because it doesn't, a lot of shows will have a season, stop new season and it's a very big juxtaposition between or like a stark difference between where the old season ends and the new season starts like it's like a whole new story yeah this flows really beautifully because we've sort of had everything in the last couple of like from i want to say like episode 10 where it's starting to hint at things into season two and then it's just sort of pushing through and it's really well done i just can't Um, wait for the fuck fest that is in season two oh god (laughs) i I'm like most excited for the Fellowship of the Sun. Yeah, uh, like this, I, uh, I love, I love all of the stuff that like happens with Marianne because now we're alluding to the fact that there is something interesting about her and she becomes such a good character. But fuck, the Fellowship of the Sun are so funny. They're just mental. They're so good. It's They've so lost good. Their I can't shit. wait. They've I can't lost wait. Their shit. So yeah, um, that's, that's it. That's season one of True Blood. But now, now, now. Congratulations to us. I'm so proud of our baby for graduating. Yay! Yay! 
Um, okay, so this is where we plug stuff. You've actually yep. got stuff to plug this week. Yeah, um, I did a Candyman review this week. Which I desperately need to read. Yeah, everyone needs to go see Candyman. So I have a review on www.hearascreen.com. Which uh, is her brand new website. Which is my brand new website. And oh, today? What day is it? Friday. Today. Yes. We're a bit late on this episode. Okay. Uh, I released an episode with a good friend of mine, Brendan White, and we talked about The Evil Dead on TGI. I'm, I'm so excited for that. I love The Evil Dead. It's just us talking about how much we love The Evil Dead. It's Excellent. so good. We just gushed the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so you can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv underscore gamer, uh, twitch.tv forward slash gamer underscore raid, R-A-D-E. Um, I haven't been streaming all that much lately. I just moved my, my thing. That's what you heard, my armrest. Um, I'm At least it's not your elbow. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my elbow hurts. Um, I dislocated my shoulder getting the cat out of the car the other day because I took it oh to my bed. God. And I went to pull... I put her up on the top of the car so I could get all the stuff out and put it in my pockets and I went to pull her off the top of the car and my shoulder dislocated so I had to walk her into the house with a shot like a partially dislocated shoulder. You were just like, get in the house. Get yeah, the basically. House. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we're almost there. Um, so yeah, you can catch me there. I'm probably gonna start doing some streamy stuff shortly, maybe. Um, I do have a stream coming up this weekend for a sponsored stream, which will be fun. A friend of mine has created a Nia Automata fan game for a square enix competition that's cool and i will be playing that um and yeah that's really it that's all i do Uh, that's 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 it i do that and i do this well you can find me shitposting at catstead underscore and you can also find our podcast at club dead pod where you'll find links to the podcast and also to our discord yeah, um, and I am, again, um, at Gamer underscore Raid on Twitter, where you can find photos of my cat, selfies, shit posting, um, and what I eat when I'm researching. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I decided to make a little, like, platter yesterday. I had some French oh. onion dip and some cabernet yeah. and some biscuits. You gotta get it some lasted, quarks. It lasted up until the end of the theme song. Oh, but I yeah, did, that's about I did, it. That's how I, I go. <laughs> I devoured it. I was hungry. Um. So yeah, basically, there's just a lot of shit posting. Yeah. Um. That's what we come, both do. Come say hi. Really. Yeah. Do it. All right. Well, we'll see you next time, depending for on how this two, fucking lockdown goes for us. For season two of the podcast. <laughs> yes. That's like um, crazy. It's yeah. It's gonna be bonkers. Um. But we will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.